0: I've spent the last 10 years learning from the most brilliant minds in money, wealth and investing to take myself from $20,000 in debt to a multi-six-figure investment portfolio. If you don't know where to start, I get it, I've been there too, but you just being here means you're part of a group of driven women changing the game and taking control. So join in and follow along as I share the secrets towards more money, more investing and more freedom. My name is Simone Mercer-Huggins and welcome to Ms. Wealthy's Kiss My Money podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. It's so awesome to have you on the podcast.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Um, so I wanted to
0: quickly start off with a couple of rapid fire questions. It's just four quick ones to get us warmed up before we okay. did dive. Okay. Uh, so first one, where did you grow up?
1: Um, so I grew up primarily in the state of Alaska in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother were, was a government employee. And so we lived in Arizona for a while, then Alaska. And that's where I lived when I moved away from home. Okay. Amazing. What's mm-hmm. your favorite quote? Oh my, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite quote is. Too Um, many, right? Yeah, there's too many good ones. Oh, I just quoted something to someone recently. I can't remember. My mind's gone blank. (laughs) Okay. Listen to your mother. (laughs) (laughs) We can come back to that one. Number
0: three, name one thing you'd love spending money on. Traveling. Mm. And really nice shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they're common ones. Yeah. Uh, and final, what does money mean to you?
1: Money. Um. <clears> That's interesting. Yeah. Money is just to me. It's just like an ability to. It's like a currency to uh, to exchange for something that I want in life. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's an interesting question. I know it's different for everybody, but um, like money itself isn't like a huge motivator to me, Um, but the things that it can get for me, that's a huge motivator for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's an energy exchange for all the things that you want, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that that's probably, you know, that's just certainly how I see it um and there's no right or wrong it's just you know i think the more we talk about it and what it actually means for us the more it makes it like oh okay it's just not this you know thing we have to obtain it's actually the thing that gets us what we want
1: yeah for sure
0: Um, okay. So tell me a little bit about you. I know obviously that you're a mom of four (laughs) and you are, you know, kind of launching into your own business as well and helping others do the same. And I kind of wanted to really pick your brain and talk to you about, obviously being a mom of four, you run a busy household
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and I want to talk to you, you know, about being a mom and, a, you know, about money and balancing that. And, you know, for a, a period of time, I am guessing, I don't know this for sure, but maybe, maybe you were living on a single income in the family and kind yeah. of, you know, what that's like for you and how that changed maybe your relationship with money too.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Okay. So yeah, a little bit about me. I am a stay at home mom of four. I've been married for 19 years. Um, I was trained as a nurse. And then after maybe my second child was about one, I decided to stay home full time. Um, About 12 years ago, I helped my husband start his service business. He's a dentist. Um, And so he is the primary breadwinner. He's the single earner of our family. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, um, where we're at there. And so it's just been a a more recent thing where I haven't wanted to go back into nursing, although I loved it. I love, love, loved it. But I've been really kind of bitten by this entrepreneurial, uh, bug, Mm. you know, I want to like create something else. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so how old are your kids? So I have children, they range from 11 to three. Okay. Right. That's their little. Busy mom. Yeah. And how, did,
0: how was that for you? You know, I kind of want to know how it was in terms of transitioning from double income, no kids, <laughs> to you being the stay-at-home mom. Did that change your relationship with money, how you felt about it? You know, I know that some for some mums it can be a struggle because it feels like they're not earning anything, even though they have a full-time job, a.k.a. being a mother, which is probably the most important job in the world. Uh, but, you know, it changes, you know, the money dynamics. For some women it's not as healthy because it can be a power struggle and that's the bad side of it. But then for others they have a really healthy relationship and, and see themselves as, well, obviously – pivotal and just because they're not earning anything doesn't mean anything. What was that like for you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I know people come at it from different ways. So I came from a home where I had a parent who stayed home. My mother worked and my dad stayed home and they had a great relationship. Um, it didn't affect their relationship that he was staying home and that she was supporting everyone that helped. And I married somebody who also had a stay at home parent. Um, and so we kind of knew that's where we wanted to go, especially while our children were small, Mm. we both loved that. And we wanted to provide that for our children. So we, we both knew that going into it. And then I have married just this fantastic person who really does make me feel like I provide so much value Mm. Um, so that is extremely helpful. And I know that is not always the case. I think it has to do with the way we were raised as well and what our expectations were. Um, so that has helped me a lot in relation with like money, because you're right. Like I, I don't bring in money anymore. I, I have to, yeah, there's just a little bit where you kind of let that go. And I actually let it go. I let it go. Um, Gradually, So I went from working full-time with no children mm-hmm. to then I part-time and then I work like really once or twice a month and then I didn't work anymore. So my, my income really did taper down mm-hmm. at the exact time that my husband's income was really increasing. Mm-hmm. So that I feel like eased us into the transition. And then I've always been involved in things like paying the bills the household budget. I've even helped him with his budget and bills at his office. So there is definitely like a a team work there. Yeah, right. But I'm not going to say it's all roses either um because there are there have been many times where we like I feel like we should spend our our money one way mm-hmm. and he feels we should spend it another way and then you know the topic will be like, well, I mean, he never throws it in my face that it's his, you know, that he earned it, but I will say that probably the way we invest our money, it's a little more weighted for him, like his decision. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've kind of had to like talk about that and just kind of work through those sorts of things. Um, but for the most part, he was pretty supportive of the things that I need to do, you know, it's. As far as money goes, like I, I realized not long ago, a couple of years ago, I said, you know, I, at this point in our life, spend all of the money. So if you were to come mm-hmm. and tell me, mm. spend all the money, you know, if my husband were to say that to me, that's true. I do spend all the money and I've had to really, really work through that emotionally for myself. Right. Because I am, I do spend all the money. I pay all the bills. Yeah. I buy all the clothes. I buy all the food. I do, you know, I mean, I'm physically spending all the money. So <laughs> like to kind of like you know make sure we were looking at it appropriately and realizing like this was okay and you know yeah it's issues in the world yeah <laughs> no but I think
0: that that's um it's really funny because you know before I became a full-time investor my corporate career was in marketing and mm-hmm. you know kind of realizing early on in my career that like all of the marketing was geared towards and aimed at women because Women are the predominant mm-hmm. spenders. Like yes. they are the ones that hold the purses. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even though, you know, even if, even in a family where they are the stay at home mom or the male is the primary breadwinner, mm-hmm. the women still spend the most because they're the ones out shopping that, you know, and they tend to, you know, as a generalization, yeah. um lead the way in terms of buying for
1: kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. You know, my husband and I uh run his dental office. And it's for families. It's an office for families and we t- absolutely market to the mothers and the wives and yeah. you know, the grandmothers because yeah. they're the ones who decide.
0: Yeah, we like we, we do make the spend spending decisions. And so it's funny that you know, so much of this kind of money stuff, it feels so much more complicated for women, mm-hmm. even though we do most of the, yeah. you know, spending and transactions, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah. really, really crazy. So what were the, what were some of the, you know, I'm curious and I think the, yeah. the audience would probably be curious to know too. What are some of the money issues that you, you worked through?
1: Um, you know, I don't know how much of it, I don't know where this came from. I feel like it's part of how I grew up versus my husband. So my husband grew up in a family where money was talked about all the time. And, um, it was a a huge motivator to his parents Mm. environment where he grew up. Right. Um, and then I grew up in a home where neither of my parents had ever been wealthy. It wasn't one of their goals, um, and they had, a, they just wanted stability. So my mother worked for the government and had a ve- very great job, um, and was very stable, had all the benefits, retirements built in, and she great, gained most of her re- like the reward. I mean, she had a great job, so obviously it provided for her family, but that reward was really significant in, in work that she was doing. So that's wow. kind of how I grew up. Um, and so we always, I, I I grew up with a tighter budget than my husband did. His father was an entrepreneur, business owner. Um, so we kind of came into this marriage where I was very uncomfortable with the amount of talk about money. I just thought it was boring. I thought it was rude. I thought it was impolite. Um, you know, to the point where we had to train my husband, I'm like, you know, When people ask you like how much you make, it's really none of their business, Mm. you know, (laughs) you know, those sorts of things. Um, and so like we came in this marriage and, you know, kind of figuring out, figuring those out. So I think I, I came to this just the way I was raised where I just didn't talk about money. Um, my parents are self-proclaimed not great at handling their money, which is Mm. part of the reason they had their government job because the retirement, they didn't have to like figure that out. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all, you know, those things put together. So we did definitely have to work through some things. One of the things was changing. So we kind of had to, as a couple, uh, figure out, I had to, well, I'll talk about me. I had to work towards realizing the talk about money wasn't always impolite. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Because what I was doing in essence, and this has taken me many, many years, like I said, i yeah. married years um what i was doing was because it wasn't something i wanted to talk about i was be- making it like a taboo right in a way and almost giving it negative attention uh-huh um so i've kind of had to work on that quite a bit i've also um but then i've also been able to realize that s- there were some social things you know that you can put people at ease socially if money and the costs of things aren't really the topic of your general conversation with mm. like an average, like family dinner. Yeah. I'm right. Extended Family dinner, you know, Christmas or whatever. So I, my husband and I worked on that together, but I've definitely had to work through things. I find myself um, because of my experiences and I, and for a little bit of background, so my husband and I have been married a long time and I put him through school. We got married I was 20 and Mm -hmm. he was 22. And so he finished his bachelor's degree and went on to dental school. And I worked through all, I finished my education as well as working multiple jobs. Yeah, um, right. Put him through that. So we definitely have had times of financial lack, you know? Yeah. Um, I've never called ourselves poor by any means, but I would definitely say there were times where we didn't have any money left that week, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah,
0: so, yeah. I think, that, <laughs> I think you know, so a few people can relate to that. Yeah.
1: I think we've all been there at different points in our life. And so I, yeah. I'm grateful for those experiences. Um, but yeah, I kind of have learned that I have a tendency and I, so I don't know if it's the baggage that I carry with me from previous experiences, um, that I am more apt to buy very inexpensive things a lot. Mm. Mm. Um, because the emotionally, it is much easier for me to to buy something less expensive and then buy buy, buy a whole bunch of it, and feel like that I'm, like I'm like getting a really good deal or that I'm being frugal. Right. Um, where my husband has taught me over the years um, about, and he loves to shop, but he is very restrained. But when he buys something, it is very expensive.
0: Oh, okay, um, right. <laughs>
1: And that took me a long time to come to terms with, and I still really struggle with it. Now we don't, like I will admit in the beginning, we did fight about it because um, I didn't understand it. I was young, but I do understand now the value of, of things. Um, quite often you're paying for longevity in an item or an experience. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I still find myself, I still fight myself, you know, um, to not... You know, necessarily. Well, I call it nickel and diming mm-hmm. nickel and dime myself, um, you know, you know, and then we'll look at this, the, 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 you know, the account balances and my husband will say, well, honey, I mean, you spent just as much. I mean, well, you weren't saving money. <laughs> 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 and I know and that I usually refer to that when I'm like in an anxious place or if I'm struggling with just like my, you know, where how comfortable I am with money right then. So.
0: Yeah. Right. And you know, it's, it's, it's it's interesting like i have always spoken to you know my audience and my students and my members that work with me that working on your money stuff is not a one time thing it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know you don't go to the gym once and then call yourself fit for life yes. <laughs> and be able to run a marathon <laughs> that would be amazing though would not but, but you know like so it's it's a lifelong habit really and you know your money mindset and how you think about money and how you approach it and managing it and being better at it it's Mm -hmm. also a lifelong learning lesson and the more you talk about it the more you work on it the better Mm -hmm. you get
1: yeah yeah So that's so interesting that you say that. I hope you don't mind if I jump in, but it is interesting. So now I've, you know, have had these kids for like almost 12 years and I have different social group than I did before, a bunch Mm -hmm. of moms and Mm -hmm. uh, peer group. And it is interesting that money isn't a topic, right? Right. Money isn't a topic. And it's, I don't know, as I'm kind of evolving now into starting up my own personal like entrepreneur journey yeah Uh, and the people that I'm the people that I'm using like are my mentors and coaches and so forth are very open about finances Mm. learning so like that's so eye-opening because that is not the environment a that I grew up in and b that I'm in right now socially so it's it's I'm learning quite a bit um about just you know, my thoughts on money and even just how much you talk about it or what you talk about.
0: Right. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I think, I mean, it's so cliche, but you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And when (laughs) that group of people... You know, whether it's your mom group or whoever it is, are not talking about money, and not talking about investing, and not talking about spending habits, or having a healthy money mindset, or creating wealth, or you know, even like healthy habits around money, and it it not being taboo, then you automatically start developing and start ad- adapting to your surroundings.
1: Sure, yeah. And if, if
0: that group of people are, Hey, we don't talk about money or Hey, you know, that's taboo or like, whatever it is, then mm-hmm. unfortunately that suppresses who you are and like what you can do. And, Like you said, when you have those mentors that you talk about it more with, it expands your mind, it opens up your horizons, you see more possibility and Mm -hmm. that massively changes what you see and what you actually do and go out and create in the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
0: So so with that group, you know, I know that we really, really, really briefly touched on it before and you mentioned it. And I really want to talk about this a little bit because it also ties into what you do and you help kind of mums, you know, step into that if they want to move into something on the side, maybe they don't want to go into work full time, like back to their career job. And Mm -hmm. I've spoken about side hustles a little bit with a couple of um, other guests on the podcast, but I really want to talk to you about the kind of, you know, fitting it in, in terms of being a mom, because it's a different, it's a different approach, particularly when you still want to prioritize your family and you want to prioritize your role as a mom, right? Absolutely. And you mentioned, and I want to talk about this MLM that as a mom, you don't have to go into MLM. There are other opportunities out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I actually am starting with MLM and I, I, I like it. And I think it's, I'm trying, I'm trying it out because I'm trying something different and so I'm excited. It's a challenge. Right. Um, so, but it isn't the right fit for everyone. Interestingly enough, I do feel that women who stay home or who work part time or her moms, um, they are quite often really great, um, targets for people to try to sell their MLM businesses. Right. And we're pitched quite often like, Oh, this would be great. Just tell your friends, just tell your mom friends, just host a party. Um, just put it on your social media, (laughs) you know, just because you're home and you got, you know, you just have all these other moms who are like interested in whatever, you know, face cream or whatever. That's a terrible. First of all, that is a terrible marketing strategy. Stra- strategy. Yeah. Um, it's such a terrible marketing strategy, and I'm I'm like we are just setting these women up for failure. Um, and then and then on top of all that, there's no training. They're just like, just go and tell everyone about it. <laughs> and then you fail the time, time again. Then you, how do you really feel about yourself? Like, and how yeah. do you really feel about your ability to make money? Um, so anyway, I really, I'm like on a little crusade to kind of help break that. And I would love to, um, become more successful at it myself and help other people. But there's a lot of other opportunities, I think, especially now, um, you know, where we can just work with each other across the world. Yeah, Uh, there's other opportunities, um, for people to stay home. So I'm a huge proponent, if at all possible, um, for a parent to stay home with their child. Yeah. Um, and I, and a side note about me is I actually homeschool my four children. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. I homeschool my four kids and we love it. And it's turned out to be thus far really fantastic for us. Yeah. Uh, But I do know, uh, you know, in, in the homeschool community, um, I've heard over the years People say, oh, I'd love to homeschool my children, but I have to work, or I'm a single mom. Um, and and that is a terrible position to be put in as a, as a parent, where you want to give your child what you would feel is the best mm. opportunity, but then at the same time, you are responsible for putting food on the table and paying the rent. Right. Um, and I get that. I mean, I have that same responsibility as well. I just happen to be in a situation where we can work it out. Mm. Um, so I would absolutely love to help, um, parents, moms and dads who want to stay home, whether it's with homeschooling their kids or not, but, um, to be able to stay home and work and have a good income, either a part-time income, um, to get you through kind of a tricky spot, or, you know, if you wanted to have a full-time income from home, I think it's possible. I just think that the way it's presented to a lot of people, it's really overwhelming, very technical, um, or not given proper training and so yeah so I kind of want to break into that and just help people be able to like feel that they're providing the best for their family both in life experience like, and with finances
0: yeah right I hope that
1: makes Sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah. um and it's interesting like I mean and for those who don't know what MLM is it's yes. essentially multi-level marketing network marketing yeah. you know mm-hmm. so companies like Young Living, Asana, mm-hmm. um, isogenics, you know, I mean, there's some of the, Aubon, yeah. there's some um, of the big ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So those are, those are the, um, and it's, it's, a, it's definitely not for everybody for no. sure. Um, and that's another thing too, in that particular field, people are like, oh, just anybody would be fine. Anyone's good. And of course that is not the case. No. Um, as with any sort of profession. So, uh, I think that also will set up a lot of people for discouragement and a setback and failure. Um, that's unnecessary. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, and and so, then, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go. Oh, sorry. Uh, so you asked me a little bit about managing my time, which is a big thing for people who are at home already yeah. running a busy home, yeah. um, busy life, your children are busy. Um, you know, life is just busy. And I am gonna be one hundred percent honest. I haven't figured it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does anyone ever really
1: uh, no, I don't think so yeah. I, but there I have learned a few things um that I've like started implementing over the last few years, and one is to like let to like start to realize what are things that I feel are very important, but that they're important because of like a social pressure that's being put on me mm. Um. For instance, how clean I keep my home, right? Um, how manicured is my lawn? What kind of car do I drive? Um, What school do my kids go to? <laughs> what brand of clothes? You know, you know, where do I go shopping? That sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So and those, you know, those sorts of things. If it is really important to me, then then that's fine. Then I just need to know. I I've had to like like make a priority list and be like, okay. This is kind of a social thing. Is it really important to me? And that has helped me a lot figure out, okay, well, it's not really important to me. It's just something socially that's being pushed on me. So I'm going to drop it. I'm going to just let it go confidently. Um, So that's one thing that has helped me kind of eliminate other, uh, eliminate other things. And then another one is just, um, I've had to really come to terms with the fact that I am going to have a different lifestyle than others. So I'm not just picking like a different way to work or a different way to educate my kids. Mm. I'm picking actually a whole different lifestyle. And that is something that it, a person has to really come to terms with. Because of that, I don't go to lunch with my friends. I I reserve certain times of the day where I am specifically giving to working on my business or that I'm specifically giving to my children. Um, and I've had to like be really forward actually with some people who would really pressure me and be like, well, why can't you do this? Why can't you do this during the day? And I'm like, I just, I already have things that's important to me happening. That is hard and that's a hard thing to do. So anyway, um, so those are some of the things I've done that have helped me thus far. Mm. Um, with that being said, um, when I'm when you're staying home, in my situation, no day is ever the same. It right. was different than when I was going to work outside the home. Yeah, um, work started at a certain time every day and it ended. And then there were certain obligations, you know, that were kind of planable. whereas now my days don't look the same because kids just are different, like every day. So I've had to really just try to be flexible and that's kind of hard because I'm definitely like task oriented. I'm like, okay, let's get this done. And like, feel so much like energy from like accomplishing something. And sometimes it takes A few weeks or (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, it's a constant battle with myself to be like, okay, Sarah is this really important? Is this part of the goal? (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. And I think like I think a big really it it comes down to your values, like basically what you were saying is kind of what you value. Mm -hmm. You know, and which is really just what's important to you and that affects your money and and your time, the time that you spend, you know, on things as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. So we we touched on this kind of like briefly before, before we like kind of started, started jumping on. Um, <laughs> we have both done some, I mean, I have done a lot of work around my money mindset, my belief systems mm-hmm. in many, many areas from every, like, you name it, I probably have done it because for me, it's just you know, it's like that onion. Like you have, you peel back another layer, and you get better at it, and yeah. you get stronger at it. And there's always something new to discover. And we both found out that we've both done energy healing around yeah. money. Yeah. Tell me your experience around that.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's actually kind of recent, and it's something that I think I will probably continue to do um, from time to time. Um, I discovered. Uh, do you want me to drop names or no? Does yeah. I sure. So I discovered a woman. She her name is Carol Tuttle. Uh-huh. She's an healer and she has a a healing clinic online. Uh huh. Um, and it's a membership site where you go and there's all these different healing. Right. um, You go through modules. Yeah. Anyway, so I did hers and she had one on money and I knew I was feeling I was feeling really stressed about money. Um and my husband kept saying why? Mm. Um and I said, I don't know, I don't know why I'm feeling stressed about money. I didn't want to pay the bills, even though I had the money, like I was afraid to like let it go. Um I was just feeling really stressed. And so I said, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try this. Mm -hmm. And it was extremely helpful. I did. So I did it online with, with her and her guidance and her daily practices. And we do different, um, energy techniques, um, you know, on the different days, they would be different, but a lot of the visualization and the affirmations just really helped me kind of, I felt a lot calmer about I money. Mean, she talked a lot about what experiences we bring with us from our past. Right. Um, totally. You know, Yes, and what are some of our natural tendencies are, um, and just ways to like relax about uh, money. Mm. Uh, and it just brought to mind a lot of things I'd never really thought about before about what I thought about money, what my what my friends around me thought about money, um, that sort of thing. And so it was very, very helpful. And so I finished it. It was a, you know, a finite, you know, there was a beginning and an end. Uh, and when I was done, I like, felt so much better. And I feel like it's time for me to do it again, mm-hmm. just something that I'm going to continue to do over and over. Um, uh, especially now that, so I did that actually before I started um, my online journey for my own business. And so now I feel like I'm, like I'm getting going and I feel like, okay, I need that again, that support again to kind of help relax, you know, just help me relax and help me just come to terms with what I'm actually feeling about money.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, it, You know, I think it's really important to approach it from all angles and, and find the A, find the approach that works for you and B, find the person that works for you. And, you know, for some people that is visualization, for some it's hypnotherapy, for some it's energy healing, it can be mantras and affirmations. You know, there are so many things. Some of it is literally just kind of, you know, mindset, like mm-hmm. work and journaling and, you know, there are so many angles that you can hit it
1: like mm-hmm. from.
0: And I think, but, you know, I think it's really important that you do it in a way that works for you because, you know, different, especially at different times in your life, it's going to hit.
1: Yeah, um, in different
0: ways, yeah. Totally. And you will always have different experiences, um, you know, throughout our life. It's not like it's a one thing. We learn so much from our parents growing up and there are also things that happen throughout your life, whether you get screwed over, whether you get into a massive money windfall, you know, the different people you meet, you might get triggered. Like, um, yeah, so that's, it's really awesome that you found something that helps calm you because having especially high degrees of stress around money can affect us to like, I mean, stress is one of those crazy things. It does nuts things to our bodies, right? It
1: does, yes. Yeah. Mentally and physically and emotionally.
0: Yeah. And, you know, even in relationships, it's like depending on what, you know, who you read and who does research, it's either the number one or at least the top two reasons mm-hmm. that people split up or get divorced.
1: Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It is, you know, it's so interesting. Over the last... S- Wow, well, maybe five years, my heart, I don't know how to explain it, just the way my life has been going and my heart experiences I've really been opening up to wanting to um, to travel more and to do more service mm. um with my family. Yeah. and and it became very apparent to me very quickly as these feelings started coming um, that, as long as I am not financially free to do so, I really can't do everything that I, I desire. huh. Um, and so that really started getting me on this journey to like figure out what my feelings are about money. And as this, and as I realized over the years um, that actually this money can be really, really great thing. Like what, how, like, it's not a selfish, I guess I had to get over that. Like, am I being selfish by wanting to amass money to become wealthy, to become financially free the Mm -hmm. way I want to be? Mm -hmm. Is there anything wrong with my goal of having a private jet? Um, and it's all about what my motivators are. And I felt like they're good. I feel like my motivators are, are good to me. And so, yeah, that's been a journey for me to just, to have these very like, big financial goals um, and realize that they actually give me freedom to do better, to do more, to like do good in the world. Exactly. Um, and so as I realized that even my husband, like I've been talking to him recently, I'm like, look, if you, you know, as we get, you know, if we can get you closer to retirement and become financially free, cause he's kind of heading into retirement years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we do that, it allows you to be able to use this amazing skill and talent that you have developed." Uh, to serve right now, you have to use it to like make money. Um, and there's nothing wrong with making money, but wouldn't it be so great if we got to a point where you could use it to, to be, you know, to serve others. Um, yeah. anyway, so yeah, it's definitely, that's a whole angle on my feelings about money that have really been changing me a lot over the years. Yeah, and I think
0: you used a word before that is so true and I feel like comes up for so many of us, particularly women, in that is, you know, selfish and like going after things mm-hmm. like a lot of money and not falling into that societal trap That, you know, of the conditioning of some group of, some, well, a lot of groups of people that think that rich people are greedy and that Mm -hmm. having a lot of money is selfish and it couldn't be further from the truth because money is just the ability to amplify who you are. And if that is giving and contributing to the world, then you can just do that on another level. And that is only, that can only be a good thing. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. I think getting
1: out of that selfish mindset in hand to hand with that. Now, as a parent, I'm trying to teach my kids a little differently, right? My children, whatever their financial situations will be in the future. I don't want my children to look at others who have more or different or less, um, to think of them in terms of that being like some sort of moral indicator. Right. Right. I would right. want my kids looking at somebody who had more and thinking they automatically are selfish. They must have been selfish to get that. Right. Or somebody who has less. Like something is wrong with them. They're not doing enough. I, you know. I think that is something that I'm trying to be conscious about because I don't want my kids falling into that trap. Uh, that societal thinking um, about having more selfish.
0: Yeah. No. Completely. And and that also it, it has no indication on you know, how good or bad you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. yeah, because not everyone, you know, not everyone wants to create a rich life meaning yes. financially rich life. And absolutely. that's totally okay. Like, um, you know, you've got to do what fits you. Yeah. Um, amazing. So <laughs> we kind of have circled around, but if people want to find out more of kind of about what you do and how you help or are starting to help other women, you know, investigate and start on that entrepreneur journey, where can they find
1: you? Yes. So right now I am just on Instagram, Uh my favorite social media platform. Great. Um, And my handle is at M L M M O M. huh mom, M O M. Um, that is where I am. And right now I'm sharing my journey, um, of what I'm doing to like establish my, um, business and my entrepreneurial endeavors. And I am starting it through network marketing. Mm -hmm. It is not my end goal. My end goal is something bigger, um, for, um, a community of parents but, um, it's definitely my training ground. So I'm excited just to share the journey as I go along. Um, and my plans for this year also involve a YouTube channel. And so that will all be, um, shared the whole, th- you know, that will all be shared on my Instagram, uh, account. So that is where you can find me.
0: Amazing. So yeah. So people can tune in, see how you're going, see yes. what it's like. <laughs> And maybe pick your brain if they want yeah. to get into it too. Yes, yeah, amazing,
1: Absolutely.
0: awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on and sharing about you know your life and being really open about that too. You're
1: welcome. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. All right, beautiful. Well, I will talk to you soon. Alrighty.